I don't blink yet, but the Raiders are in playoff contention, and the Sacramento Kings have won three out of their last, no, four out of their last five games. So things are looking up for the Sacramento Kings and the Oakland Raiders. Here we go, episode 25 of Nothing to Say. The fans podcast took a week off. We're back, and uh, I'm ready to go. We have a full, full show to get to. One of the most compact shows we've had in a while, but uh, I'm ready to go. Sam, how was your week, dude? Yo, enough about me, bro. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. Big 2-1 for Mr. Jason Russell. Yeah, I know. It's cracked adult life, right? Do you, do you feel like an adult? No. <laughs> not, not even in the slightest. This is the first step to alcoholism right here. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You reach a certain point in your life when – actually, <laughs> my 21st birth. I guess, I guess you reach a certain point where you realize you're an adult. And for me, um, I guess that kind of came today when I spent my birthday um, sleeping in, going, nice. to, going, in uh, going to an equipment store buying a piece of equipment for uh, the garage gym, or it was actually a gift, um, doing homework and uh, watching a football game, and that ends up being a, a good birthday. So I guess I'm an adult now because that ended up being a pretty good birthday. So You grew up fast. I know, right? I'm old. I'm old. I'm boring. That's okay, though. Um, that is okay. Uh Hopefully you had a more exciting, uh, more exciting day, more exciting week than I did. How was your week? What did I do? I mean, I just did the same old like work thirty five hours while also going to school. Which, Always fun. Which is sort of explains why we didn't uh, upload a podcast this weekend. Yeah, it was uh, it was a hectic weekend for both of us. I was finishing a massive project. Sam was really busy. It just it. We we had other priorities. We had to get to first. So yeah, we just don't care about this podcast enough. True. True. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. Um, so you know what, dude? I'm uh, I'm gonna start us off with uh, with uh, one of our newer segments. Uh, what we learned, and we'll kind of get a we'll kind of get a it'll be a brief sort of overview of what we're gonna talk about. Um, but the first thing that in what we learned, we learned. That a, a helmet can be used as a weapon in a football fight because Miles Garrett. Okay, um, I know all of you probably saw that fight, uh, Sam. I know you saw that fight. Before I give my uh, opinions on it, uh, what did you think of the whole Miles Garrett incident between the Browns and the Steelers? Oh, I've never seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. That was the first off, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> if you if you could pick a fight. With someone on the football field, Miles Garrett would be the last person in a clean uniform. I saw that dude. He was probably holding like thirty fives, and he was doing like forty inch box jumps. Yeah, the the dude is an animal. Former number a, one overall pick. He's a freak of nature. And you're first off grabbing him while you both are on the ground. Why? Then. Miles gets up and doesn't even start anything, and Mason's running behind him like a little kid trying to antagonize (laughs) him. And somehow, Mason Rudolph's helmet gets taken off, and he, without his helmet, charges Miles Garrett again. And then Miles Garrett just does the dumbest thing I've ever seen on a football field and swings the helmet full strength. 
And you know, you know what? I don't even think it was malicious. This is this is what I what I thought. Miles obviously saw that Mason didn't have his helmet on, and because they're on a football field, he said, "Hmm, that's weird. He needs this back on." So he to to force it back on because you know it's hard to get a helmet on. True. Put a little force in it. So he had to bring it down below, get a get a nice little cock it back, and then he just missed a little bit of putting it back on to him. That's what all it was. People are just you're right. People are getting confused with it was like malicious and like trying to almost kill him. He's just but trying to help him. It was he's just trying to put the helmet back on. Yeah, it's, maybe it's the it. media misunderstood the whole man. I you know you think Miles Garrett would have just gotten out of the whole situation had he said I was just trying to put his helmet back on. That's why he was facing down. Uh, he was just confused that Mason was running over to him like a freaking banshee without his helmet on. And then Miles was like, oh, I have his helmet. Let me put that back on for him. Yeah, let's let's pull back on this whole Miles Garrett thing as a bad guy. He's actually probably a wonderful person. I mean, look at the look at the active uh, service he was trying to provide to Mason Rudolph. Miles Garrett, we got your back. Not really. We're going to get to that later. <laughs> but we're going to get to that later. Like, like a dude could have died. Oh, for sure. On a football field. If For that, sure. If that helmet was flipped over, he would have been dead on national television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we'll get into some more detail on that uh, later. I'll go to uh, the second thing of what we learned. Um, the Patriots, despite winning, uh, look a little vulnerable. Tom Brady is... Uh, I, I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's a lack of weapons. It's probably a combination of both. But uh, the Patriots are looking vulnerable. They struggled against the Philadelphia Eagles, and yeah, they won. Yes, their defense is still good, but the Patriots are looking. Um, uh, they're bleeding. <laughs> they're bleeding for sure. Um, and I think uh, I think uh, a team down in Baltimore knows that. Oh, they look um, so good, and they're they're coming for that spot. Um, so I, I'll get, I'll ask you your quick thoughts on the Patriots right now. They won seventeen to ten, yes, but they did not play overall uh, a very clean game. Uh, defense played really well. I think the defense yes. showed that they're legit, and they didn't play a single good offense until playing Baltimore, and Baltimore kind of ran the rough shot. So I think this was a big statement game for that defense to say, "Hey, we're like top three in the NFL." And this is why. Mm-hmm. But the offense is just... I, I'm not worried about Tom Brady because whenever we count him out, he goes out and looks like he's 27 years old again. Right. It it's usually happens, and he's still got Edelman. They got Sanu, who had a pretty lackluster game against Philly. After having a very good week one with him. But yeah, you're right. He had two catches for four yards. <laughs> Yeah, pretty weak, and who knows? They might get Gronk, too. I <laughs> know, <laughs> right? Don't ever count that out. But they'll um, figure it out. It's Tom Brady. It's Bill Belichick. It's Josh McDaniels. They've been here before. Like, come on. You'd like to think. You'd like to think. It just um, – and actually, I saw – I'm going to butcher the stat, but I think it was something about uh, Bill Belichick has won a Super Bowl with the Patriots twice when their offense has been like – because uh, there are 32 teams in the NFL, so it's like when they were 20 or below okay. offense. So I, I bottom I think, third of the league. Yeah, bottom third of the league. So he's actually won two Super Bowls with lackluster offenses. Well, this so, is the best defense he's put out on the field, for sure, for sure. Um, 
but we'll we'll see we'll see what what's going to happen to them going forward. Their next game is against the Cowboys, which should be a good game, and then they have the Texans. Uh, and then Where, where's the Cowboys game? Where's the Cowboys game? It looks like it is in Foxborough. Yeah, yeah. Patriots are at home. Do you want to do you want to hear something really gross? Uh, why not? So I haven't worn these pairs of sweatpants in probably like two months, and mm-hmm. there is like like peanut butter stains on them. <laughs> 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Patriots, Foxborough, peanut butter. Oh, I see how you got there. That's right. Gotcha. Well, I thought it was. I thought <laughs> I'm it was following another, your uh, brown excrement, but I'm really glad it's peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> um, and the uh, the last thing that we learned uh, this weekend uh, for for two teams. Maybe, maybe, maybe more, definitely more so one than the other, but um, we'll start with them. But the Raiders, uh, they might actually be kind of good. They're six and four with a very favorable schedule going forward. Um, I'm not, I mean, as a fan, I'm trying not to get my hopes up super high, um, but they're playing really, really well. And yeah, they, I mean, 17 to 10 against a winless Bengals team. Sure, but they won. Um, and that's one thing that we had been saying about the Niners from the beginning is, yeah, they had been playing sort of lackluster teams, but guess what? They keep winning. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Raiders have won three straight. They have the Jets coming up, so a chance to win uh, four in a row and move to seven and four. Um, don't blink huge. yet. Yeah, don't especially, blink yet. Especially with Houston and Indianapolis playing each other on Thursday night. Yep. They automatically get a nice little bump up on either the loser of that game. It would definitely be better for the Raiders if the Texans lost. Um, really? Yeah, because the Raiders beat the Colts, and they didn't beat the Texans. But you would rather – But it's, so I, I disagree. Because if you the think? Texans win, then they are the division leader. So then the Raiders would have to contend with the Colts, and you want to have that tiebreaker over the Colts. You see what I'm saying? Oh, are yeah. they both? Are they? Wait a minute. Are they? They're I guess I didn't realize the Colts. I yeah, I guess I didn't realize the Colts were sitting in six and four as well. I thought they were five and five. Okay, then yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, because the you're right because then the Texans would be the division leaders and then the Raiders would have the tiebreaker against the Colts. You're right. I yeah, didn't catch worry. that. I, yeah. I'll just, I'll just sort you out. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that the. Uh, that's totally my fault. I didn't know the Colts were six and four. Sorry, Bryson. Uh, no, I'm really not. You but. thought they were worse. I thought they were five and five, um, so that's uh, that's my bad, bad journalism. Sorry. It's all good. And uh, and the Kings, the Kings have rattled off a couple really good games. They uh, they held the two best teams in the league to under one hundred points okay. in back to back games. Can I can I do one? The what did we what did we learn? Yeah, sure. Finish it. What we learned is the Kings actually better without De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> right now at least who would have thought right and I just probably just be, and that's what we've said about the Kings for a while is that top to bottom they don't have superstar talent but they have a lot of really solid players so when you take out their best player they're forced to play together and they can play as a good collective unit when they don't have to rely on one guy to score so 
And you're not losing a lot in terms of playmaking because Bogdanovich is doing such a good job. Yes. With handling the ball and just throwing dimes to Rashawn. Oh, I know. Rashawn Holmes has been an absolute monster for the He's Kings. Dud. Uh, I, I, I can't wait till Bagley comes back because both of those guys, whether or not they're on the floor together or not, I don't know. But having if they're not on the floor together, rotating the two of them, both with the energy that they bring, it's going to be just like having an Energizer Bunny out there all the time. I think you can have both of them on the court because I think Bagley's enough of a stretch big that he could play outside and he'd be a mismatch if you tried to put someone smaller on them. Oh yeah, you could definitely play them together. I'm just it's just gonna be interesting to see what what Luke Walton does once Bagley comes back. When's when does Bagley come back? Your guess is as good as mine. I'm not sure. Damn it. I'm not sure. That'll be here, you quietly look that up. I while thought we I, were media members. <laughs> I guess. I, <laughs> I guess not. Um But Josh, that's, that's a big that's probably a reason why they've played so well as of late. Yeah, having him back has been uh, has been really helpful for the Kings because you think about how well he played for the Kings, especially in the latter half of last season. Um, he was an absolute stud for the team, and having I mean having having three guys who can bring energy at any point in the game, like Bagley, Holmes, and Giles is. I mean, yes, they're they're great. Um, they have great skill, and they uh, they're good at rebounding, and they're all three of them um, in their own right uh, can score. But it's their energy and their defensive presence that it makes them so valuable, in my opinion. Um, so it'll be fun uh, once they're all back and all healthy and all rotating with each other. Um, so let me run through the scores this weekend for anybody who missed out on uh, any of the games this weekend. The Browns beat the Steelers in the game that we talked about, 21-7. to uh, The Jets route the Redskins 34-17. So did the Bills over the Dolphins 30, uh, 37-20. The Dolphins do not get to uh, win three games in a row. <laughs> the Colts shellacked the Jaguars 33-13. The Cowboys barely beat the Lions. Dak Prescott had a phenomenal game against the Lions. His stat line, uh, he threw for 444 yards and three touchdowns. The Ravens are looking like the best team in the NFL. Forty-one to seven over nah, the Texans. Big facts. Big facts. Yeah, I was. I the only reason why I was hesitating when I was I was going to wait for the Forty Nine er chant, but uh, I think even you can realize that right now. They made a good Houston Texans team look really, really average. Mm-hmm. We can uh, we can do a we can talk uh, about we can talk about that. A little yeah, bit. we can do like a surprise uh, like Thunderdome power rankings. Um, and we can see where we lie with that. Um, well, I wouldn't put them over my boys. Oh, you got to take out your bias. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Saints beat the sounds. The Saints uh, bounce back. Can't speak. The Saints bounce back against the Buccaneers, thirty-four to seventeen. The Falcons are looking like all they needed was Matt Ryan uh, because they won twenty-nine to three over the Panthers. The Vikings, what would have been the upset of the day, uh, rally back to beat the Broncos. 27 to 23. Thank you, Minnesota. The Niners, again, would have been another upset of the day. Uh, escape against the Cardinals, 36 to 26. The Raiders also could have gotten upset 
They won 17 to 10 over the Bengals. The Patriots beat the Eagles 17 to 10. The Rams beat the Bears 17 to 7. And tonight, in a game that felt like it really shouldn't have been as close as it was, uh, the Chiefs beat the Chargers 24 to 17. So I want to go back to this Miles Garrett um, uh, situation real quick because it was something that you and I didn't get to talk about. Um, I was talking to my dad, who, for those of you who don't know, is works in law enforcement, and he was saying that um, basically by letter of the law, um, what Miles Garrett did on a technical level was assault with a deadly weapon. And, oh, for sure. And could easily go to prison for that. Easily. Um, why, why, do you, why do you think he won't? Well, I think Mason Rudolph was asked if he was going to press charges, and he said no, I believe. So it just takes Mason Rudolph, because obviously there's evidence. Well, there's gonna, it's going yeah, to come down to what the NFL is going to do. So let me ask you straight up. Do you think Miles Garrett should be allowed to play in the NFL moving forward? Oh, like ever. Oh, in the NFL? Sure. They've had, like – rapists and domestic violators all throughout the NFL playing multiple games coming back. True. Do you think there's a difference between happening off-field and happening on-field? Well, I feel like those off-field incidents were more common. Like, this was a one-off, like, split-second decision that Miles Garrett made. It doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't make him, like, a good person. Like, I, I don't... My view of his personality doesn't change i think he is obviously has a temper and (laughs) he doesn't make very good decisions but if someone's like routinely getting like domestic violence charges or like sexual assault charges and they're allowed to come back and play i i think if you're the nfl sit him out this year even suspend him into next year but i think he can he can come back and play. Yeah, so I I agree with you on most of those, um, actually. So I've I've wavered back and forth on this. So this is just going to be my opinion. So take it for what it's worth. Um, everybody who's listening, it's not coming from uh, anywhere else. It's just me. Um, I think obvious. Well, obviously, Miles Garrett is not going to play the rest of the year. I don't think there's a question. Um, I don't think oh, that's no, a question. Yeah, I think they've already gone out. Yeah, that he's not. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna play the rest of the year. In terms of if he should play ever again, I think he's going to play again. And I, he probably – I honestly, I've gone back and forth. At the beginning, I was saying, nah, he shouldn't be able to – he shouldn't be let uh, uh, back in the league. But for all the reasons that Sam just said, yes, the NFL has shown that they're willing to give second, third, and even fourth chances to a couple people. So he's going to get another opportunity to play. I don't think it should be next year. I think you suspe- I think they should suspend him for all of next season and then, and then allow him back in. Um, really? I do. Huh. Um, I think I think the the initial because here's the thing. I think the NFL had to suspend him for this year. Obviously, I think that was an it was a very easy thing to do. But if they want to send a message, you suspend him all of next year. And I honestly well, think what's that's the gonna, message? Well, just that stuff like this. Like there's well, just that there's pun there's there's uh, consequences uh, to this to this action. Um, and I think, I think it was severe enough. It was drastic enough. And what you were saying for, for what you said, yes, it was sort of a one-off incident. It was a crazy incident. You're right. So you can, you can take this as just a one-off kind of thing and say, okay, 
if it were me, if it were me, I wouldn't want him in the league next year either. And if he is going to play next year, then he needs to be suspended for at least, in my opinion, 10 games. I think it should be that drastic of a suspension, but do I think he should be allowed in the league? Yes, of course. They get, um, like Sam said, players get second, third, and fourth chances all the time. Who, who do you think deserves to play first, Antonio Brown or Miles Garrett? Well, I think, I think the Antonio Brown thing is not going to be – and the Antonio Brown thing is I think people are not going to sign him because of his off-field behavior, not because of his um, – they're actually kind of opposites of each other now that I think about it because Antonio Brown was more of his off-field antics, not his on-field stuff. And the Miles Garrett thing is his on-field – what happened on-field and not his off-field um, uh, antics. So they're kind of opposites of each other. Who would you rather have in your locker room, though? Miles Garrett or Antonio Brown? Miles. Miles. Just in the sense that Antonio Brown has proven that he's been, you know, very toxic in a locker room. Miles Garrett has not. He had an on-field incident, but there hasn't been really, at least as far as I know, I could be wrong, uh, there hasn't been anything major about him off the field. So I think in terms of because Antonio Brown brings a negative spotlight on your te- on your team that has nothing to do with with football. Miles Garrett, that what happened was still sort of about football. And while yes, it eh, was, not really though, not really. But while it was a big it was a big topic um, for about a week, and we're still talking about it a week later. The Antonio Brown thing carried over for three, four, five, six months. This whole fight thing is probably going to blow over event in, in you know maybe another week or two but i don't know i think i would rather have miles garrett uh in the locker room yeah that's why i think miles garrett shouldn't be suspended as severely as two well a half season and then a full season because to me it's just a one it's a one instance thing Yes, it was dangerous. Yes, it was a big mistake. But I guess my Mason Rudolph's fine, which is kind of crazy. Well, yeah, if you watch the replay, he hit him with like the in the that the inside like foam pad. Yeah. Which wouldn't that still hurt? It wouldn't tickle. I... And the dude was just coming off of a concussion like two weeks earlier, too. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that he's that he's okay. Yeah. Um... It was a it was a freak incident. I know everybody was there were some really strong reactions to it the day of and the day after and you know the days following but it was one of those instances where you just kind of you kind of sit back and go I I cannot believe that just happened. Like what what just happened? Do you Now that I'm thinking about it more like if you really want to set a precedent precedent because this is the first time we've seen anything like this and I really don't anticipate this being a thing. I don't either. But if you want to set a precedent, the dude should not play ever again. If you're the National Football Association. So, so you're so it's it's not necessary. So this isn't your opinion on whether or not. So are you saying this because? So I'm, I don't think this is the case, but if the NFL is sitting there and I'm one of the leaders of the NFL and I'm afraid 
that this is going to become a more frequent occurrence, the way you nip that in the bud is give this man a lifetime ban. In that sense, yes. Do you, but... I don't think it's going to be a thing. So I don't think that logic applies. No, I don't think it's going to be a thing either. But if, but going off of what you're saying, if they were worried that stuff like this is going to continue to happen, then yeah, I would. That lifetime ban is is definitely something that uh that would be in place. I would think like, so. Everyone, think about it though. Like what Miles Garrett did was really bad, correct? For sure. Ray Rice was allowed to play in the NFL after that video of him abusing his wife came out Mm -hmm. and dragging her out of an elevator. He was reinstated into the NFL after that happened. Yeah. If you guys really think that Miles Garrett isn't going to be allowed to play, you're crazy. I agree with that. I agree with that. The, The NFL better hope people don't go down the rabbit hole of domestic violence like issues and players that have been allowed to be in the league. Like Tyree kills still allowed to play yep. in the league and didn't, I don't even think he got suspended. Did he? He was injured. Well, yeah, but I think he got suspended um, for like 10 ish games, something like that. Wait, Tyree killed. No, Kareem hunt. Kareem Hunt, yeah. He was suspended yeah. for half a, or yeah, half a season. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Not Tyree he, Hill. He's back in the league. Josh, yeah. Josh Gordon, which his offenses, I think, are way less severe. Oh, but he sure. broke He's broken league rules many times, and he's, he has no trouble being on an NFL roster. No. Well, let us know what you guys think. I mean, we were, I mean, I've gotten actually a couple messages over the past, you know, two weeks or so about people talking about our show and giving me some opinions on our show. And it's really nice listening to other people. I mean, because Sam and I do this, obviously, you know, once or twice a week. So we know we pretty much are, our opinions on this stuff are normally pretty similar. But I want to hear, uh, I want to hear what you guys have to have to say about the whole thing. Uh, I got one more thought. Yeah. Say this happened in the NBA say, okay, someone's shoe falls off and a player picks it up and a fight ensues. And this player hits a guy on the top of the head with a shoe very hard with malicious intent. What do you think is the outcome of that? Well, well, the first thing I have to say right off the bat is a shoe and a helmet are completely it's, it's, different. It's completely different. Yes. Um, but it's the closest thing I could get. To. Maybe someone picks up a chair from the. <laughs> yeah, they get pushed. The they get pushed out of bounds. <laughs> That'd be intense. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the NBA would, because they're just so out in front of all these things. I feel like the penalties that would go come down from the NBA would be way severe. The funny thing is, is that what if something like that happened in hockey where they allow fights? Like, where do you draw the line at that point? Uh, if the skates come off and you stab someone. Well, yeah, the skates would obviously <laughs> do it. But, but like, what if, like, That's what if be hard to do fight on skates? What if hypothetically, like one of the hockey players, when they were fighting, grabbed one of their helmets, like how bad, how bad would that punishment be if it was one of those fights that where they were actually allowed to fight? 
Like, I wonder how drastically different the punishment would be. Obviously, because I think that's, a, a, at least in terms of similarity, you take a hockey helmet and a football helmet. There, I mean, I, I think a football but it's, helmet it's is... it's not similar, because there's, like, so many unwritten rules with hockey. Like, it is so, for a, like, natural and, like, out-of-nowhere fight to ensue, there's so many rules and, like, customs that are involved. Like, the refs allow that fight to go on for a certain amount of time, and players from the opposing teams don't really get involved, from what I've seen. But for a football fight, that is just all emotion and, like, rules go out the window. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you can't really compare the two. Well, then maybe there isn't an incident in another sport where you could really compare the two. Because it was just such a unique set of circumstances. Yeah. So it was a really, it was a really uh, crazy incident. And like I said, let us know what you guys think um, about just, the whole thing. It takes away from a big win for the Browns. It does. It does. It, and it takes away. And it honestly um, puts a, it takes away attention from the Steelers who really needed that win. They had so many injuries though. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, but I'm just saying they needed that win. Um, what are both teams now? So Cleveland is four and, and six. No, so the Steelers are five and five. It's but to so gain weird. a leg, yeah. Um. So it was a it was a pretty it was a pretty hectic game. Uh, we spent a lot of time on the Browns and the Steelers, and the, but that rightfully so. That was a very big incident mm-hmm. that happened. Um, so we can kind of briefly touch on a few games. Go to the uh, the Houston Baltimore game. Okay, yeah, that's, ac- that's exactly where I was going to go. Uh, bro, so I, I know, I know, bro. We're just on the same page. <laughs> um, we've been doing this for twenty five episodes now. We better have some sort of chemistry. Um, the uh, <laughs> okay, I would just say blanket statement right now: the Ravens are the best team in the NFL right now. Yes. If. Uh... Don't. <laughs> they've they've looked the best. Mm-hmm. I guess they have. Yeah. You so the Ravens over the past um, four weeks, they beat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Boom. They beat them up. By the way, it, was it in Seattle or in Baltimore? It was in Seattle. Okay. They beat up the Seahawks in Seattle. They absolutely throttled the Patriots and Tom yeah, Brady. That, that game wasn't as close. No, they as the score. They throttled the Patriots and then they just completely annihilated Deshaun Watson and the Texans. So there were three teams right there. With three playoff teams. Three playoff teams that they just rolled over. Completely rolled over. So at this point. It's hard to argue that the Ravens, at least from the eye test, it's hard to mm-hmm. argue that they're not the best team in the NFL. Yeah, they're probably going to win out their let's schedule. Look, they play their schedule. Rams, Niners, Bills, Jets, Browns, and Steelers. Yeah. And I'm a, as a Niner fan, I think the Ravens could win that game pretty handily. I think that Niners game is the toughest one on that is the toughest one on that slate for sure. Lamar Jackson would just shred 
the Niners defense with his legs purely. Not super scared about his arm, but like his legs. When the pocket breaks breaks apart, he would just I don't know. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, like they're not asking him to throw that much, but I mean he was seventeen for twenty four, two hundred and twenty two yards and four touchdowns. Like he's he's not being asked to throw that much, but when he is, he's delivering. Oh, for sure. And I mean, he ran for nine. So you're saying not that worried about his arm, and I get what you're saying because he's not gonna he's not gonna be a Drew Brees. He's not gonna beat you like that. But I'd rather him try to beat me throwing the ball forty times. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Than running the ball fifteen times. You're right. I get what you're saying, but I also think we got to take into account that he has been throwing with great success over the past couple of games. Now, granted, like I said, he's not throwing. You know. 50 times like Mahomes or Brady or Dak but mm-hmm. I mean he's been playing he's been throwing really well too he ran for he had nine carries for 86 yards I think I think he's in the top 10 for rushing yards this season he's got what 700 780 ish I think he's in the top 10 um which is crazy <laughs> doesn't surprise me no it's just crazy um how uh, how freakishly talented that guy is. Do you think do you take anything on the Texan side? I don't even think I don't even think less of them or more of them. I think they just he, ran into a buzzsaw. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just I mean, I think the Texans are are a good team and they just ran into the the hottest team in the NFL right now. Um like the Ravens, the Ravens honestly look like you you put them up against anybody right now, and I would I would pick them probably over anybody right now um, to win that game on a neutral or- on a neutral New field. Orleans. That would be the only the only team, <laughs> and that's why I hesitated for a second because I thought about the Saints. But I mean, you you have to. T- I mean, yeah, I mean, the- Kansas City fully healthy. I think still gives the Ravens a lot of problems. I think they still get them though. And I, I don't, uh, I, don't I think they get them. And I think it's just because that text, that Chiefs defense is terrible. It's terrible. They, they played well. It's hard because it's either they played really well or Phillip Rivers just looked really bad. Well, Phillip Rivers over the past two weeks has been deciding to just hand out interceptions. So, at, he made the Raiders defense look... Really good. Now, the Raiders' defense, I'll give them credit, has been playing, honestly, really well. But Yeah, hold in the Bengals to 10. That's big. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, A win's a win. A win is a win. and I'm We're not, not, not going to talk a lot about that game, but a win is a win. A win is a win, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, since, we, since you just said it, um, that, yeah, uh, it shouldn't have been as close as it was, and I, I wish it wasn't as close as it was. Um, does it matter though? Well, I, you. So the thing for the Raiders that is going to come into play over these, especially the the latter half of their schedule. When you look at their schedule, I believe they're going to be favored to win in the majority of these games, minus the Chiefs game. Um, the thing is, is that um, if you want to be a good team, you want to be a playoff team, you have to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. The Raiders should beat the Jets, and at mm-hmm. home. The Raiders should be the tight should beat the Titans, and they mm-hmm. should beat the Jaguars. And yeah. so, those are three games right there that they should win. They should win. So it's gonna to so to really see 
if they are legitimate playoff contenders, these next four weeks are going to say a lot about where this team is at because they can set themselves up really nicely on the last going up the last two weeks. Now that Chargers game is going to end up being a home game for the Raiders, um, but uh, they already beat the Chargers. But the Chargers at that point are probably going to be playing playoff spoilers. You know they're going to want to beat the Raiders, and so are the Broncos, and that's going to be in Denver. So they can set themselves up really nicely. But the, and so this these next four weeks are really going to tell whether or not they're a legit playoff contender because they have three out of their next four games that they should win. Now that Chiefs game, I'm going to say they're probably going to lose that game. You never know, but uh, they're not going to be favored to win that game, and rightfully so. Um, yeah. So they've been playing really well. Their defense has been – and I'll tell you what, they they won yesterday without their two uh, – with out their two defensive uh, backfield starters, Carl Joseph and the Marcus Joyner, were both out that game. Um, and the Raiders haven't had a healthy offensive line all year. So they, they've been beat up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully Joyner and uh, Joseph come back um, because they've been playing really well for the Raiders as well. So what's, we'll your, uh, what's your final record for this team? <laughs> I saw <laughs> – so you know how uh, Derek Carr has a brother, uh, David Carr? Yes. He's an analyst. They, were asked, they asked him – what his uh, his opinions were, and I think he was doing it a little bit as a joke as well. Um, he had the Raiders winning out, uh, which I did not agree with. Um, I do think wow. I do think they're going to lose to the Chargers. I mean, not the Chargers, the Chiefs. Uh-huh. I think they're going to lose to the Chiefs. Um, this Jets game has me a little bit worried. What? Um, no, just just a little bit worried, just in the sense that it's it's on the road. It's in New York. The Jets just came off of a game where they put up 34 points. It's back-to-back games where they put up 34 points. Their offense is going to be feeling really good. Did they win? They did. No way. They've won back-to-back games. No way. Yeah, they beat Oh my gosh. They beat the Giants. They put up 34 and they beat the Redskins. They put up 34. So that's back-to-back games oh, that they put okay. up. Okay. Yeah. I I see I see now. They played two of the worst teams in the NFL. They okay. did. They did. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it now. But hey, you know what? Like we just said, a win is a win and they're coming off a uh, two-game winning streak, putting up 34 points. Um, I can't I can't see the Raiders finishing less than 9 and 7. I can't either. I agree with that. I don't I think, think they're going to be less than 7. That's the floor and this year that might be a playoff berth. Maybe. With how, with how tight the AFC is. Um but I think Upside, definitely they should finish 10-6. and six. If, if you want, like, so my hopeful answer is that they're going to win five of these six games because, and I'm picking it based on, based on the teams that they should beat. They should beat the Jets, Titans, Jags, Chargers, and Broncos. They should beat all five of those teams. Um, yeah. So that but was – Denver Denver's a tough – it's in Denver. It's in – exactly. And they've played better than three and seven. So I would, I would say, like – my my hope is that they go five and one. If I were to put money on a record guess, just to be safe, I'd say four and two, uh-huh. and that they end up uh, ten and six. Yeah. And if they don't make a wild card off ten and six, then I I guess you just have to throw your hands up and say, okay, well they gave it their best shot, and they did it. They did it on the backs of a bunch of rookies. And that's the one thing about the Raiders that I don't think is going uh, said right now. The Raiders are stupid young. It's crazy how young they are. Well, how many draft picks do they have in this year's draft? I mean, come on. Exactly. That team is so young. So if they end up 10-6, and six, just pu- being pulled 
right now by their rookies. And you think about next year and the year after, they're setting themselves up really nicely. So, Yeah, they're setting themselves up outside of Oakland. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, so uh, well, I, just because we talked about my team real quick, we can talk about how, your team. How angsty are you going to be if the Raiders make the playoffs and then they move to New, New, uh, Las Vegas? That, it doesn't really – I don't – the whole Oakland – for me at least, having them be in Oakland or Las Vegas doesn't really um, affect me that much just in the sense that the one thing that's going to stink is I'm probably going to miss out on going to one game a year. Which is going to stink, but the bottom I think line it'd is actually be more fun to go to one game in Vegas. Yes, but then it turn you, the thing that you lose out on is at least where I live right now. You can't just drive down there and then drive back in one day. You sort of have to make it a weekend trip. Oh, which you got to make it a trip. Yeah, which is fine, but it's just it, it's going to end up being you know a lot more expensive. But um, so but to me personally, yeah, there's a stigma about there being like the Oakland Raiders. Um, which you're probably going to lose because now you're the Las Vegas Raiders. But the fan base is going to travel either way, and I'm still going to be able to watch the team. So if they make the playoffs, regard, I don't really care where they are that much. Um, so, But that, that's just me. Um, All right. I'm not as butthurt about them moving. Um, as but, everyone else. Yeah, that's just me. Cause I'm, <laughs> it's, not like I'm, it's not like I can't watch, their, watch them anymore. So um, – if it was, if it was like, oh yeah, they're moving to Oakland, and now you can't watch them. Oh, I'd be furious, but I can watch them. So they're technically not even a local team at that point. No, well, I mean, in Oakland compared to Roseville and Sacramento, they're not technically local either. They're a it's Bay the Area close, team. It's the closest team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So do you want to talk about the Niners real quick? Yeah. What you What you want to talk about? Well, I wanted you to give your thoughts on the game. How they absolutely dismantled. The Arizona Cardinals? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Made a lot of betters angry. I, I tell you what, I think the, the line for that game was like nine and a half or ten or something like that. And do you know how they they got that line? Or they they covered it or something like that? I don't know the wording. The last on like the last play. <laughs> on the very but we'll we'll get to that. So Arizona opens up a 16-0 lead on San Francisco. And everyone blowing up. Oh, San Francisco's trash. We knew it. They haven't played anyone. This team's a fake. They're going to be 8-2. Seahawks are going to be number one in the division. Yada, 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 yada. San Francisco pulls all the way back on the arms, on the arm of Jimmy G. Just throwing lasers, throwing 30, dots. 34 of 45, 424 yards, four touchdowns. Did throw two picks, but guess what? Didn't matter. Did not. And one of them was not his fault. <laughs> I don't he, know. So. I swear, he leads the league in picks off of his receiver's hands. <laughs> I swear. I've seen probably six of them. Six of his interceptions this season have been off of his own wide receiver's hands. Right. For sure. You can you can fact check me on that one. I don't know but what type of stat. I'd have to look up for that. The Niners played really well. Um, I'm not super disgruntled on how the defense played because I think I've been saying it all year, at least after that first Arizona meeting. They don't play well against mobile quarterbacks, and Kyler Murray is certainly a mobile quarterback. Yes. So it didn't shock me that he played really 
well against them. Um, they did well in limiting him, which I thought was good. Um, and Jimmy G, he looked poised against Arizona. I think that definitely shows the difference of a big Monday night game where he needs to win it compared to an afternoon Sunday game. He looked poised. He drove the team all the way down the field, set him up for a uh, game-tying field goal, and then threw a check-down pass to his running back who took it in took it in from 20 yards for the game-winning touchdown. Untouched. That, that sealed it. Jeff Wilson, baby. Whew. Mm-hmm. Bet people didn't know who that guy was. I certainly didn't. <laughs> um, Gave Jimmy four touchdowns on the year, and then so within the last one minute of the fourth quarter, the Niners went from down three to winning by ten. Yeah, <laughs> it was because they ended up getting a fumble on Arizona's like first play of their game tying drive, right? And mm-hmm. then San Francisco tried to run the ball out on fourth down, so then they turned it over. And Arizona's last play, they were lateral lateraling it mm-hmm. back and forth. And then it somehow the ball ended up on like the two yard line and San Francisco just picked it up for a touchdown. And that that last minute gave me ten fantasy points for the San Francisco defense. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was pretty great. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm chilling. I'm glad to get to sweep the Arizona Cardinals, I think is a big deal for this NFC division. They are better than three seventy and one. They are. They got off to a rocky start. They got off to a rocky start, um, but they definitely figured it out later on in the year. I think teams definitely have to be careful with Arizona. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, The Cardinals have to play the Rams, Steelers, Browns, Seahawks, and Rams. They could could beat the Steelers and the Browns. Oh, for sure. And they legitimately – and you know what? They could beat the Rams too. Like, just – I mean, the Rams – They could beat the Seahawks. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Well, nothing's out of the realm of possibility. For sure. Um, but uh, I, I think – I mean, legit, like, I, they could beat the Rams and the Steelers and the Browns. Yeah. Um, so, it was an interesting weekend in uh, week 11 of the NFL season. Um, in terms of our picks, um, I had the Steelers winning. Uh, that did not go my way. I had the Ravens winning. Uh, that went my way. Sam had I picked the Houston. Yeah, oh, I remember Sam. we remember we were switching like all of our picks, and I was gonna I was gonna flip on one, and then you decided to. I think you at the last second flipped on that one. Idiot. Um, so why do you guys even listen to me? <laughs> So Sam picked the Rams to to beat the Bears, so he got that one. I had the Jets um, over the Redskins, so we oh. were sit we were sitting at two and two going to the Chiefs and Chargers, and the Chiefs for me pulled out the victory. I picked the oh my god! <laughs> so I'm so mad at myself. Hey, you know what? It actually. I mean, think about how close the game actually was tonight. Like, you didn't end up being the worst pick in the world. And I, I backed Philip Rivers. That was the wrong decision. So I don't know if I'm six and three or I'm seven and three. I think I'm six and three just because we um, didn't uh, put up an episode where we had our other picks. Oh, true. 
So I, I think I'm sitting at six and three. So we can make our picks um, for week 12. Um, the Thursday night game is the Colts and the uh, Texans, and it's in Houston. Give me, give me. Uh... I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go Colts. I got okay. you, Bryson. I, I really want I, – I mean, both being 6-4, and four, like, I really do want to pick the Colts. But I think just based on home field, I'm just going to have to go with, with the Texans. Um, so, all right, split on game one. Um, you ready for this? Uh, the game of the week, Browns, Dolphins. Browns. For sure. Uh, Raiders, Jets. Raiders. Raiders, okay. Lions, Redskins. Ooh. It's in Washington. That doesn't make a difference. Um, I got the Lions. The Lions put up a lot of points with their backup QB. Mm-hmm. On Dallas. I'm going to pick... This is one I'm really going to like look back on, and Washington ended up losing by like 30, but I'm going to pick Washington. <laughs> watch, <laughs> watch them win. Like, seriously. At oh. home? Why not? Why not? Um, okay, so we got the Giants and the Bears. Bears are at home. Oh, man, that's such a gross game. Bears. No, I think I'm going to go Bears, too, just because they're at home. Keep my uh, Super Bowl <laughs> NFC pick alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that went out the window really quickly. <laughs> they benched Mitchell. Uh, well, he got hurt. Oh. I think he – oh, shoot. I'm forgetting about that, too. I think Trubisky um... – it's. It says Mitch Trubisky absolutely is starter um, if healthy against the Giants, but they're not sure whether or not. Uh, um, they're Please not tell sh- me uh, he's been injured this whole year. That's why he's played so bad, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know, man. I. I. That's the thing. I actually don't know if he's going to be healthy for the game. I'm picking. Uh, picking Giants. I think I'm going to flip, too, just because I don't know if he's healthy. And I can't. Yeah. All right, cool. Giants. Uh, My NFC uh, pick is still alive. Um, Saints versus Panthers. Saints are at home. Saints. Falcons are at home against the Buccaneers. I got the Falcons. Falcons. Tentatively, yeah. I am. (laughs) Tentatively. Um, No, I'm going to go Buccaneers. You're going to go Buccaneers? Yeah, they're going to torch that Atlanta defense. I think Matt Ryan's going to torch the Buccaneers. We're going to go. So, okay, cool. So, we're split on three. Um, <clears throat> Seahawks, Eagles. Eagles are at home. Oh. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. <laughs> that That's more <laughs> of a hard pick, isn't it? Didn't I pick? We both picked Philly against New England. That's right. Yeah, we did. Oh, I could have picked New England. Oh, you idiot. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Silly baby. I got, get it done for the Niners. I got the sea chickens. I got the sea chickens. Um, Bills and Broncos. Bills are at home. Bills. That game might actually be close. But I'm going to go Bills as well. Yeah, it's going to be a 9-6 game. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um, Bengals and the Steelers. Steel City. Yeah, Bengals are at home, uh, but yeah, I agree. Patriots are at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I think I'm going to roll with Brady. This game, 
New England figures out their offense. This game They're is going to be forced to. It's going to be huge for Dak and the Cowboys. It'll be a really it'll be a huge telltale game for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Patriots as well. Titans Jaguars. Good lord. Um, Titans. That, that is a game that like I. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> Is the curse going to be lifted? I don't. Mario does not play in, though. Yeah, I know, but the Titans have been playing, like, kind of well. Like, they beat the Jack Chiefs. Mario's got Nick Foles, though. Back. They do have Nick Foles back. It didn't make that big of a difference against the Colts, but I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm going to go Tennessee, too, just purely because they're home. But I really, we really need, as a Raider fan, um, we, I need the Jaguars to win. So the so the Titans don't get the six wins. You need everyone to lose as a Raider fan. I know that must be weird. I know, like it's I like I'm actually I'm more than halfway through the season, and I can actually look at the the standings and go, oh, I need them to lose. I need them to lose. I need them to lose. <laughs> and I'm actually invested in other games now, um, which is a weird feeling because it doesn't happen that often. Um, the Niners are at home against the Green Bay Packers. Woo! What a game that is. Why not us? Well, why not? Okay, so so here's the thing. I haven't picked against the Niners all year. You haven't. And I, they've they've done you really well, huh? They have done me really well. <laughs> I'm going to save this pick because and I think because you flipped on like two picks last week, so I feel like it's my turn to flip. Oh, do it. Fucking Pick Green Bay. Well, no, because here's the thing. We're at four games right now, and unless you pick the Rams. No. Right. So we're going to need a fifth game. So I will pick the Packers. Ha, ha, ha. I will pick the Packers over the 49ers. You just lost this week because of that. Just I to, hope you realize that. Just, hey, timestamp it. 53-50 uh, 50, in the episode. <laughs> we're already at 53? Yeah, dude. We've been talking Sorry, a guys. lot. Sorry, guys. Hey, the last episode was an hour and a half, so. We're getting there this week. <laughs> yeah. We said it was a full show, guys, it, when yeah. it started. I mean, that's it's true. It's going to be a full show. If you stick with us through this, it's it's your fault. We did warn you. So, all right, five games. So, we differed on the Texans, Colts, Lions, Redskins, Atlanta, Buccaneers, Seattle, and the Eagles, the Packers. Wait, give me that one more four time. And a, so, so, the, the Colts game... Mm-hmm. The Redskins game? Uh, yes. I have the Lions. You have the Redskins. The I have Falcons game? Yep. And Seahawks and Niners. Oh, you picked the Seahawks. Yeah. So we're at five. Okay. I honestly like when we're at five because it's just, I don't know, it feels like there's more on the line. Because we've had, we had one week, I remember, where it was just one game. And it was like, well, that was kind of boring because it yeah, was I totally over. I forgot about it. Yeah. So, all right, five games. Five games. So, I say we do a spontaneous, um, unless you're not down with it, uh, you want to do a quick power rankings? Yeah, I'm down with it. All right, so we'll do a uh, – we'll bring back Thunderdome for round two. Thunderdome. Uh, we'll bring back Thunderdome. Dude, we, okay, I need to loop what you just said exactly in the tone that you said it so we can just intro Thunderdome <laughs> like that. Thunderdome. I don't even know how I said it the first time. Yeah, I, I, man, I'm going to have to go back and, like, loop that somehow. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. Thunderdome. Well, then there we go. Now you're obligated every time we do this to intro it like that. 
So I hope you uh, know your contract. You're contractually obligated now. Thunder! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go. We're going to do uh, – we're going to go rankings. I say we just uh, – just to avoid dead air, um, let's just go who we got sitting at number one. No, who is the number one ranked um, team. In your opinion – Yo, take, that team in the Bay, baby. Okay, we gotta take some. We gotta take bias out of this. We gotta go. Yo, that team in the Bay, baby. Your kit. You're seriously gonna go with the Niners? Hell yeah, bro. You can't take. Okay, we're going. We're trying to take the bias out of this, man. They got the best record in the NFL. You're just. You're just. Yeah, I'm putting. Can't not put the Ravens there after everything that I said about them earlier. Right now, they just look like they're. Like nobody can can beat them. Uh, it's not even. It doesn't even look fair right now. Um, and I because of that, and because of what Lamar Jackson is doing, the, their defense is playing really well. I I have to put the Ravens in, at number oh, yeah, one. My complete five. You already have your complete five. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Okay. You want me to run through it? Sure. And just give me give me a uh, buzzer noise. Can I get a test buzzer noise? Oh, you want like a why? Uh, okay, so I'm writing my list right now because um, it's it's not too hard. So if we differ, I want to I want to hear a buzzer. Uh, okay. Um, Can I get a buzzer noise? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't get a buzzer. <laughs> 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 I, I guess. So do you have your five? Yeah, I guess I'm still back and forth on my fifth one, but I guess I'll just decide when I get. It's really not that big a deal. Oh, oh! I did one team dirty. I feel really bad. Okay, go ahead. So I, I definitely forgot about Seattle, and I put, I put Green Bay five. Oh, so you're going bottom. You're going top up. Yeah, okay. I'm going bottom. I'm, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Did, do I get a buzzer? No, no, and I've I wanted to go back and forth between Green Bay and the Vikings, but I, just, I was thinking I get, about the Vikings too. The Vikings, for me, they're they've been playing really well as of recent. But, but Green Bay beat Minnesota. Yeah, and I have more trust in Aaron Rodgers than I do Kirk Cousins. I sure hope so. So for me, yeah, Green Bay, and I told you I was going to decide once I got there. So I, I I'm got, even. Uh, I'm even with you. I got this for sure. Uh, what did I say it was called? Beep. Oh yeah, the buzzer. Buzzer. That's right. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, number four. Eh. Yeah. So I have the Seahawks at four. That's probably better. I have the Seahawks at four. You're probably gonna be um, surprised where I actually have the Saints. Um. But uh, okay, go to number three. I have the New England Patman. Eh. See, I have the Saints. At three, actually. So you have the Patriots out. Yeah, the Patriots are not in my five right now. <laughs> okay. They're not. <laughs> and then I got Ravens. Okay, so you have you have the Ravens at... Two. Um, yeah, you have the Ravens at two. And then you got Niners at two, I'm hoping. I do have the Niners at two. Oh, gosh. Woo. And then number one, I got the... The nine Niners, right? So we're different uh, one through four because so you got so top down you go Niners, Ravens, Patriots, Saints, Green Bay. I have the Ravens, the Niners. I I did not want to put them there. 
I so did not want to put them there. Um, but the only reason why I did is because they're nine and one. The reason why I put the Ravens over the 49ers is just because the Ravens are on this streak right now. They, uh, I've used the term a bunch this, this show, but they look like a buzzsaw right now. It just looks like they would run uh, through anything. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> I love our sound effects <laughs> this episode. Um, they, they just look like they can't be beat. And Wait, who can't be beat? The Ravens. The Yeah, the <laughs> team, yeah. Um, and oh. then uh, I, I really I really wanted to put the Saints in too just because I – but I, I can't just because of the record. The 49ers are 9-1. and one. I do think the Saints have prop, have more quality wins over the Niners, but they are 9-1. and one, So um, put the Niners over the Saints, Saints at three, the Seahawks, and then Green Bay. Um, so I – I guess our biggest discussion is going to be why I don't have the Patriots in and why you do. I don't. Why don't you have the Patriots in? I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't really know. Um, All they did was lose to the buzzsaw. You're right. The, oh, I can't. I can do that one. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. And the team, the team that I would sub them for would be the Packers. I'd put them at fifth. Um, I think that's pretty easy. But I don't know. I guess I guess I am more worried about their offense than you are. So that would be, that would be my argument for not having the Patriots in right now. Is yes, they're nine and one, but they really have been struggling on offense, and it's been I don't know. They've had games where just they haven't seemed right for whatever reason. Now we say it seems like we say that every year about the Patriots, but but. I don't know. I, I'm, I guess I'm a little more worried about their offense um, uh, than you are. So pro pro Patriot guy coming in hot right here. Mm-hmm. You ready? Sure. Quality wins. Buffalo looking like a real quality win right about now. Mm-hmm. Seven and three Buffalo. Philadelphia mm-hmm. is a quality win. Yes, for sure. Most people, I think you and I both had them making the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, yeah, because in New England's defense shut down Philadelphia. Their defense, we both agree, is is not a problem. Their defense is better than everyone's on the top five for me, except for San Francisco. Well, I'll tell you what. So the the Patriots have allowed a hundred and eight points against them this season total. Mm-hmm. It looks like the next closest is the 49ers with 155. Nice. So they're minus three. It's 47. But they're basically 50 points better than every other defense. But they have they played some bad offenses. They have. And so have the Niners. That defense looked pretty legit against Philly. They did. And I think we can't project. Dang it. I was going to say once they beat Dallas this weekend. Yeah, we're just they saying don't right really now. Really stamp. I, they just haven't shown any reason why they should be put down. That's why I think the Niners should be up top because they've been up top the whole year, and they haven't shown any reason why they should slide. But if that's you, the thing: if you're judging them off of a game where they lost, and they had a game-winning field goal to win, like that game was so close. Either you can, 
you couldn't say that one team was necessarily better than the other. That's the thing, though. You're saying that the Niners shouldn't necessarily slide, but for me, they were never one. I always had the Saints above them, so technically, I bumped the Niners up. But you, you put the Ravens above them. I did. You're right. But I, I moved the Niners above the Saints. So in our last, uh, Thunderdome. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you had the Saints, Patriots, Niners. Is that what it was? I think it, and then Seahawks, Packs. I can't remember if it was the Saints, Niners, Patriots. It was either Saints, Niners, Patriots, or Saints, Patriots, Niners. I think you put both above. So I might have. Go. I might have. Just like an absolute a hole. <laughs> well, I did say that uh, at the end of that podcast, I was trying to tick you off a little bit, which I accomplished. So. <laughs> dead silence after that. Just looking back on it, like you were dead wrong. In terms of Saints, what? The Saints are not better than the Niners right now. You've already agreed on that. Well, I just put them above um this the I mentioned in my explanation that I put the Niners above the Saints purely because of record. Um at nine and one. So so why aren't the Niners above the Ravens? Because because I t- said so I mentioned both of those. I put a caveat to both of those. Yeah. The Ravens right now they just they look unbeatable right Who now. Who has the worst loss on your your top five? Who has the worst loss? It's it's actually kind of hard. Shoot, two teams. We, up we'd there have, have to go really we, bad losses. We'd have to go back to everybody's schedule. Um, no, it's, it's, I'll, I'll help you out here. Well, see, the Ravens lost to the Browns. The Browns. They got, what, what do we like to say? Thumped. Yeah. Thumped. They got thumped by the Browns. They did. We know what the Browns are now. They got mm-hmm. thumped. That, for me, pegs them. And what did the Niners do? Oh, they barely lost to the Seahawks. They're a really good team. Eh, You're right. Dust yourself off. Go into go against Arizona and win that game. Handle your business. All they've done is handle their business all year. But the the Ravens' quality wins are what are is what is making me put them over the Niners because of exactly what we talked about with who they've beat over the past four weeks they and how they Seattle, beat. New England, and, and the Texans. Yeah, which are three playoff level teams. And not only did they beat them, they beat them handily. Handily. Now, yes, the Niners are nine and one, and they've mm-hmm. been winning all the games that they should win. But yep. in terms of the quality wins that we're talking about, the one real quality win that they could have gotten, which they didn't get, was that Seahawks one. Oh. Now, <laughs> now they they steamrolled the Panthers, and the Panthers are an above average team. They really did handle the Rams oh. very easily. It was they. The Rams didn't even look like they belonged on the same field. But they're not on the same level as the Seahawks, the Patriots, or the Texans. Oh, oh. I thought you were saying the Niners aren't on those. No, no, no. I was about to get Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. And actually, you want to talk about bad losses. The Saints have two bad losses. They lost to the Falcons last week. And that's. 
that's why I put them under the Patriots. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just but see the Saints also have some quality wins as well. Um, they uh, what wins? Where are we going back to? Where are we going back to? So they beat the Cowboys. They beat the Texans. Um, and they beat. I guess the everyone's beating the Texans. And they beat the Seahawks. <laughs> Um, Is they that beat Texans win very good. They have four losses. The Texans have lost to some good teams though. <laughs> but they the like the Saints beat the Texans, they beat the Seahawks, and they beat the Cowboys. So they've played some quality teams. And yeah. we just talked about Arizona as a team that is uh is a team that you can't sleep on. They they beat the Cardinals really easily. Why are you really um, gonna really gonna go there? I pull I'm only pulling that in because you said it. <laughs> Because you said it, so, so I think my I think there's re- a good reasoning behind where I put where I put my top three. It's not just based on I'm not just you know pulling it out of thin air. I think the Ravens have some really good quality wins. I put the Niners above the Saints for nine and one, but I have the Saints at three because they've beaten some good teams. Kind so, of. but who did they lose to? Oh shoot! I just had their schedule up. Atlanta. Um, Atlanta and the Rams. Rams. Not yes. not good losses. The Rams won at the beginning of the season when the Rams were 2-0 and and playing really well. Didn't seem as bad, but you're right. Looking back at it now, yes. Well, if that loss doesn't look very bad, then the Niners' win against the Rams should look better if we're using that same logic. Because both mentioned, were early meant- in the season. I did mention the Rams as a as a team that the rate that the Niners have uh, beat that was um, a good win for them. I did say that. I no in no world should the Saints be above the Patriots. For me, the Patriots one loss, one blemish on the year is against a team that we both agree is top two in the NFL. No shame, no shame in that. No, no, but and that's the, the beauty of. The Saints have lost with Drew Brees playing for a full game and a half <laughs> against <laughs> the Rams and Atlanta. Well, that's the beauty of the Thunderdome. It's all opinionated. And luckily, my opinion's good and yours sucks. So that's okay. You know, you live and you learn. At least the Raiders will never be in the Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, they got to make it to the dance first. <laughs> I'm just worried. <laughs> right now, I'm worried about the Jets more than the playoffs. So, well, let us know what you guys think. Send us your power rankings. I really want to know what everybody has to say about the power rankings. I like the opinions that we get um, based on uh, based on what we think. So this is this would be week. So this is week eleven. So this is week eleven power rankings. So I'm gonna keep this, and we can revisit this. You know, week 13, week 14, something like that. And we'll see where, where we're at um, at that point. <clears throat> so, um, we pretty much covered <laughs> every... <sighs> Bless you. Sorry. No need to apologize. <laughs> uh, we've pretty much covered everything in the NFL right now. So, we can bounce over to the NBA real quick. And we can talk about that the Sacramento Kings. Nice. Like a, like a basketball. I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess I'm just that good. It's, it's un- <laughs> Did you? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was going to say. 
Um, I had one the other day. This weekend, it just started. Just no, con- no contact to my nose at all. It's like fifties uh, out and raining, so the weather shouldn't be an issue. And my nose just started bleeding, like right. mid conversation with someone. Like I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my nose just started bleeding. <laughs> I can't say I've ever experienced that before. I wasn't shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Sam get for those of you who don't know, Sam's just him and his bloody noses. It's like it's like a garden hose. I just it just, I, it's I it's, a, could it's crazy. Like how much blood I've lost over the years based on his bloody nose. Yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a, a a boatload. It'd make a uh, a blood like blood source cry. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> all that look at all the waste. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we're talking about the NBA, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about the Kings real quick okay. um, because the Kings have quietly, quietly, over the last four games, won three out of their last four games. Mm-hmm. They beat Atlanta. Okay, big they beat win. they beat the Trailblazers. Big win, huge win. They almost on what was a terrible last second call or non call, I should say. Against the Lakers. They barely you, lost um, the Lakers. Did you see that the NBA came out and um, uh, reversed the foul on LeBron to put him on the line? They actually called that an offensive foul on LeBron. Really? So it should have been an offensive foul? Yeah. Just, well, to, then, just to put more salt in the wound. Well, then there we go. I don't yeah, it, know why the NBA does the two-minute reports. I get the whole transparency thing, but what does that do for a team and its fan base? It's oh, not, yeah, you guys missed the call, but it's too late now. Like, do we get to replay the game? Yeah, it's not like we can go back. Because <laughs> what that does is that technically takes away – that would take away two points. It, the game would be tied. Mm-hmm. At that point, and then and the, the Kings, Kings would have the ball. ball. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, thanks for – given us this hypothetical that should have happened. Why is it not even hypothetical? Thanks for telling us what should have happened. Let's compare it to what actually happened. Hey, yeah, we can't change it. So I don't know why the NBA does that. I don't know either. And to make the it honestly that was one thing I was telling Ben about was it wasn't even the missed call on the other end on the Kings that was frustrating. It was the fact that it was piggybacked on that weak call on the Braun on the pre, on the previous play. That's what made it worse was how egregiously bad that call was. But LeBron James got the call because he's LeBron James. And what also amplified it was Harrison Barnes, not a minute earlier, drove in and was had heavy contact and there was no foul called. Yeah. It was back-to-back offensive possessions for the Kings. Well, and I, I watched the replay and when Barnes drove in, because you know how he got tripped, right? You. He like got, you did saw, he actually get tripped, or did he stumble himself? So here's the thing. I actually paused it on the frame, uh-huh. and LeBron's knee, I was sitting there right with my dad. We're both looking at it right in front of us, paused. And he's shaking his head, and I'm shaking my head too. LeBron's knee is literally on Barnes's hip. Like his knee is, like LeBron's knee goes right into Barnes's hip. And he's got his arm across his chest. So I don't think they went foot to foot. But the reason why Barnes tripped was because James kneed him right in the hip. 
Love that. And then he drives right, like, it's, like, I paused it right at the frame, and I sent it to Ben. I was like, dude, it's literally right here, staring me right in the face. And then the whole Anthony Davis going straight up, he jumped straight up. His arms were not straight up. Well, the thing was, because Barnes was tripped, he definitely wasn't in control as an offensive player. So I don't think no. you can reward him free throws at that point. That's just but me. A- Again, though, like Dave, the the argument the argument that Anthony Davis went straight up, I think is Bush because he didn't go straight up. Like he didn't, but that shouldn't have been that play should not have ended in free throws for Harrison Barnes because of the Anthony Davis contact. If anything, it should have been because the Kings were in the bonus at that point. That point, correct? I I think so. So if anything, you call a tripping foul, and Harrison Barnes goes to the free throw line. Which could have sealed the deal because you think about well, actually, technically, that last play shouldn't have even happened because it was an offensive foul on LeBron James. So thanks, two minute report, for just uh, for telling us what everybody already and knew. And of course, LA is going to get those calls. It's in, in LA. LA. Yeah. It's LeBron James, Anthony Davis are the biggest names on the court. You don't even have De'Aaron Fox on the court, which is kind of a big name. You got guys yeah. like Nemanja Bjelica who got body bagged earlier <laughs> in the game, you which got... by the way was really not. That's what I've been saying. I don't know why everyone's making a big deal out of LeBron dunking on a guy that was standing on the ground. And he was, like, leaning away. Like, LeBron, it's not like he went right in the Nemanja. He, like, brushed his shoulder. Like, that dunk would have looked the exact same if no one was standing there. (laughs) The fact that Nemanja was standing there and his shoulder clipped LeBron in the leg did not hinder LeBron's ability to dunk the basketball. No. Can we please? And LeBron posted twice about it. I was yeah. like, dude, is is that what we're talking about? Yeah, it was. You, it, <laughs> you no, grazing I, a guy's I, shoulder? I'm glad. It, you're LeBron freaking James, dude. I'm glad you see it that way, too, because it was just, it wasn't, it really wasn't a poster. Like, we've seen LeBron posterize people before. Like, he had one last year, I think, against the Heat, where he, like, took somebody's soul. (laughs) And that one was, like... I think the dunk that Rashawn Holmes had earlier in the game was actually a better dunk. In terms of... The double clutch that he had. Yeah, that one was was harder, level of difficulty, for sure. Like, to put LeBron's dunk into perspective, if... We lowered the the rim to nine and a half, and I stood Jason under that rim. I could have done the dunk that LeBron did. Yeah. The, no harder level of difficulty added because Nemenya was trying to take a charge, which, Nemenya, you got to sell it. Like, if you're going to sit there and take the charge, you can't stand straight up after the contact. And first of all, if you're trying to take a charge, there's only one place LeBron is going to go. Who cares if you get postered? If you're standing there and LeBron is coming at you full speed like that, you know he's going to try to dunk. So just step in his way. Take it. Like, seriously. If he dunks on you, whatever. It's not going to count. And that's a heads-up play on your part, and you get the ball and you go the other way. Just step in his way. Like, that's the thing about charges. As somebody who took charges and I believe led the league my senior year in charges taken, just – Step in the way. It's not going to matter. It's really not going to matter. 
So, I don't know. That's just my thing on charges. Charges are easy to take. You either go full force or you don't even try. It's either 100 or zero on a charge. You can't go somewhere in the middle. Okay. Because if you go somewhere in the middle, then you're just going to get f- apparently fake dunked on. So me and me and Jason, I think, are in the same boat as this. Because of all the, the things that happened in that Laker game, it makes the win against Boston just feel like sour. Mm-hmm. Because they could they could have they could have won five in a row. Yeah, should have won five in a row even. Well, actually, no, that would, that would have been four because they lost to the Raptors, barely. But they beat the Knicks before that, so. Oh. Well, you look back. So, looking back at the last one, two, three, four, five, six. So, the last six games. So, they beat the Jazz. Huge. They beat the Knicks, right? So, that's two in a row. Then they lose to the Raptors. But then they bounce back and they beat the Hawks and the Trailblazers. Oh, you're saying the Lakers game would have been five. You're right. My bad. That would have been five in a row. I was about um, to say. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, <laughs> no, wait a minute. No, because they no because they lost to the um, they lost to the to the Raptors. That wouldn't have been five in a row, bro. It doesn't. They would have had more wins than <laughs> than they currently do. Well, duh. But <laughs> I'm getting all I'm getting all backwards right here. They lost. They lost to the Raptors. That was what eliminated um, the Did win they? streak. Yeah, because they had they had two in a row, then they lost, and then they rattled off two straight, and then lost to the Lakers. So they went two one, two one, um, and then obviously they beat they beat the Celtics. So the Celtics win is just like how? like fantastic. Well, yeah, how first of all, um, but I mean the Kings just the Kings have in the course of the past um, like six games they've beaten the Jazz. The Trailblazers went toe to toe with the Lakers, and then they beat the Celtics. So, like, they're playing but the well. Trailblazers are trash. Seems like, which is really not making my um, uh, playoff prediction. Um, I'm having them at like two or three. Uh, I look, think really. I had them at three. Yeah, we both had them really high. Um, I'm I'm giving up on the Western predictions. When you got yeah. Phoenix and Minnesota up there, you know it's like messed up. Yeah, where'd that come from? Good for Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, good for him. Ball oh, the Timberwolves won tonight. Which means now the eighth seed has eight wins. So the Kings are sit or they're tied well, they're put at tenth, but they're technically tied for ninth. Um and the Timberwolves are eight and the Kings have five wins. Oh, <sighs> It's all good. Well, I'll so, tell you what. They have the Suns. They have the Suns tomorrow at home. Suns are good. Suns are good. So, like, let's, like, we just, they just, you know what? what? Like, why not? Seriously. Just go punch them in the face. Seriously. Seriously. Like, end this, end this little run that the Suns have. Like, they're not good. Let's just stop pretending. They can come back down to earth. They're actually pretty good, but like, let's just seriously just beat up on the Suns, please, 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 please. Falsetto. Um. So yeah, we pretty much covered the NBA stuff. Um. um you know, you forgetting. What am I forgetting? Big bad Carmelo Marshmallow Anthony. 
Mm. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony's back in the league. There we go. It's a big deal. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> it's good for him. Well, yes, of course, good for him. Like, but would you want the last he time we see Car- Carmelo Anthony to be in a Houston Rockets uniform for like 10 games? I don't know. I have no affiliation for Carmelo Anthony. I've never really watched. I mean, yes. He's a good player. He's a phenomenal player. He's probably going to end up being in the Hall of Fame. Actually, not pro- he's going to be a Hall of Famer, yeah? <sighs> he's going to be a Hall of Famer, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. He's one I of don't... the best players of, like, the time I've been alive. On this earth. He's been probably a top 10 player. Yeah. In the last two decades. I just don't really have an affiliation for him. Because he never played for a team or anywhere near a team that I had been uh, rooting for him. But... Well, it's the same thing with D-Wade, right? Like, it was nice to see him get that farewell tour. I think Melo deserves that. I don't think to the level as Dwayne Wade did. But at least to have he need, he deserves a better send off. Yeah. Yes, he definitely deserves a better send off. And in terms of the like the farewell tour that like D Wade got, no, no, I don't think so. Not not in that sense. And Dwayne if, Wade is like a top five shooting guard of all time. Like he was, and I know that. Why well, you? Yeah, Why well, you don't think so? No, he is. Okay, um, Carmelo. You, do you think Carmelo is a top five? Small forward or power forward of all time? I'd put him in a small forward and probably not. No. So you got LBJ, KD, Larry, but definitely ahead. Then you might go Dominique. Is Dominique better than Carmelo? Well, we'd have to, um, like, we're going to, we're going to go. You might get that fifth spot, bro. I don't think so. We're gonna we'd have to go down the the rabbit hole, uh, and we obviously we're gonna forget um, we're gonna forget a bunch of people off the top of our head just based on um, the fact that that always happens when you're when you're trying to pull like who who is the best small forward or who is the best quarterback or whatever just based on sheer volume you're gonna forget people. Um. But I mean, you got people like you got people like Julius Irving, and oh, that's right, John Havlicek and Elgin Baylor, Rick Barry, Scottie Pippen, James Worthy, Dominique, Paul Pierce, um, Paul Pierce. You know, you get, better than Paul Pierce. Well, I'm looking at a Bleacher Report list right now, and they have him listed as 17th. Oh. Oh. You want to know everybody in front of them? Yeah. So I'll just go from one to one to um to to Carmelo, Larry Bird, Julius Irving, LeBron James, John Havlicek. Is this yeah. in any order? Yeah, I'm going. So I'm going. I'm starting at the top with Larry Bird. Wait. So wait, wait, wait. Larry Bird and Dr. J are above LeBron James. Yes. 
So we can just throw out the credibility of this list altogether, right? <laughs> well, here we go. So, John Havlicek makes the top five. Larry Bird, Julius Irving, LeBron James, John Havlicek, Elgin Baylor, Rick Barry, Scottie Pippen, James Worthy, Dominique Wilkins, Paul Pierce, Alex English, um, Adrian Dantley, Bernard King, Robert Ory, Grant Hill, Chris Mullen, Carmelo Anthony. That's the. Wait, that's the... we're joking, right? No, that was the like list. That's, that's a joke. That's that's on the Onion, right? <laughs> no, that was the list. Bleacher Report, you said. That was Bleacher Report. Okay, Bleacher Report. I see you guys, but not those parody lists. John Havlicek is above Elgin Baylor. You want ESPN's 2016 Bernard list? Bernard King. ESPN's. Oh, okay. Kevin Durant doesn't even make the list. Here you go. Here you go. Here's here's 2016 ESPN's list. Okay. One, LeBron James. Okay, we're off to a good start. Right. Two, Larry Bird. Uh, Okay. Three, Julius Irving. Okay. Four, Durant. Okay. Five, Elgin Baylor. Okay. Six, Scottie Pippen. Okay. Seven, John Havlicek. What? Eight, Rick Barry. Nine, James Worthy. Ten, Dominique Wilkins. We can't really comment on Havlicek and Rick Barry. We didn't watch him play. Havlicek won eight championships. Sean Havlicek, bro? Bro, 20 points per game, six rebounds, almost five assists, 43%. He was a finals MVP, 13-time All-Star, 11-time All-NBA. He was playing when only white dudes were in the NBA. I'm looking at a picture of him right now with a black dude running behind him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was Bill Russell, the only black guy in the NBA. But uh, he won eight championships. He was a final MVP, 13-time All-Star. There was like 10 teams in the NBA back then. Whatever. (laughs) Put Put him in today's game. He is Kyle Korver. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh just throwing shade at john Havlicek. we gotta wrap this show up anyway okay. we're getting to the hour and a half mark which is a good hour and a half though. which is seemingly uh gonna probably i guess that we, we seem to be in an hour and a half frequently so that's probably gonna be our mark uh something that we don't go over so thank you guys so much for listening um we have made it 25 episodes and so far, we've garnered a pretty good, pretty good audience. I'm, I'm, I'm happily, uh, I'm happily surprised with the amount of people that we have, uh, have listening. So thank you all so much, as always, for listening. If you stuck with us this long, you must have had a boring day, I guess, and just decided to, uh, to, to make it even worse by listening to us. So thank you so much, um, and uh, we will see you all <laughs> hopefully Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got to, it's been like a couple Saturdays since we recorded. Yeah, we're going to have to really, get, we're going to really have to get on top of that. All right, so we'll, we'll make it a priority Saturday morning. Saturday morning? Well, Friday night, we'll release the episode Saturday morning. Okay. All right. Again, thank you all so much for listening. I uh, hope you have a fantastic week, and we will talk to you guys later. See you guys. <laughs>